Good morning. It is time to get up with the fullest of full-scale football Fridays beginning with Bill and a free agent feeding frenzy unlike any that the league has ever seen. Meanwhile, we are on upset alert. We'll tell you exactly what to watch for if Green Bay is going to send the Cowboys packing and then the weather. Oh, we've got two on the schedule that could become all-time classics of the genre. All that and a whole lot more. It's a Football Friday, people. Let's do this thing. Sun coming up behind us, looking nice. We are ready for a great weekend. Graziano's going to one of those weather games, by the way. He's headed to Buffalo. That's What's that forecast looking I like? I thought we were good, but they were 6-6. Six and six. I thought even if they make it, <laughs> they won't be at home. <laughs> Graziano's headed to Buffalo. The squad is here. We're ready to go. Huge weekend. We'll get into all these games, but we must begin again with the news that shook up the National Football League yesterday. Bill Belichick and the Patriots mutually agreeing to part ways, meaning that last Sunday's loss to the Jets on a weather game, too, proved to be Belichick's final game as the Patriots coach after 24 seasons. And Belichick and the owner, Robert Kraft, spoke yesterday about his departure. We had a vision of, you know, building a winner, building a championship football team here. And uh, that's exceeded, exceeded my, my wildest dreams um, and expectations. And I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here. Uh, but at this time, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to move on. And um, I look forward and excited for the future. Um, but always very, very appreciative of the opportunity here, the support here, uh, and, you know, the, what, Robert, what you've done for me. It's a nice moment yesterday. Yeah. I thought classily handled by both of those men for all the success they've had. Look, there are going to be ups and downs in any relationship of that length, but I think they showed you yesterday they both appreciate and the mutual respect that they've shared. So yesterday was a day, and if you heard Damian Woody in particular on our show and other places, to let it sink in that Belichick is no longer in New England. Today is the day we turn the page, Dan, and he's made it very clear. He intends to coach again, so where are the arrows pointing right now? It seems like most people that watch these situations closely say Atlanta is, is the spot to watch for him. Um, you know, potentially, I think they have some level of interest. We'll see if he has some level of interest in them. It seems like he might. Uh, good roster. They're going to need a quarterback. Mm -hmm. uh, but there, there are going to be options out there this offseason uh, for quarterbacks, veterans, you know, that you might be able to trade for or sign. So, but the roster seems to be in good shape. It's a man who needs 15 wins to pass Don Shula for most all-time by a head coach. He's probably going to be looking for a place where he can get those 15 wins in the next couple of years. He's going to be 72 years old, so he's not. This isn't. He's probably not going to coach for 10 more years. Uh, so I, I would think you're looking for spots that aren't ground-up rebuild situations. Yeah, one would assume. Again, 15 wins is a number, and then look. The idea that he goes and wins a championship again, as Tom Brady once that did, nice it, that doesn't feel as though that wouldn't be an, an important to him. And I know you think that it's not. we shouldn't just be looking for the usual suspects. Yeah, because we'll see what happens over the next couple of days. Like, a lot could happen. D'Amico Ryans has a great future in Houston. What happens if the University of Alabama says, hey, come on in, 10-year deal, this is your alma mater? A lot of people feel in the coaching community Alabama is a more resourced opportunity green than let's say some of these NFL teams so a lot of moving pieces and to me like Washington has always made sense with Bill Belichick mm -hmm. I know the last couple of years have been great but if you're starting to look for credibility and scale leadership over two decades he's hired a lot of great coaches one more thing I want to get from you before I turn to the page and that is you were saying to me 
If you were to bet on it right now, you would bet. Right, right this minute, there are eight coaching vacancies in the National Football League. That if you were to bet on it, you would bet there will be at least one more? I do agree. And look, let's see how it goes. Maybe Andy Reid retires. Maybe Mike Tomlin wants to take a year off. Maybe a team loses 40 to nothing over the next couple of days. But given everything that's gone on with Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, Coach Belichick, I would not be surprised if there was a ninth opening in the NFL. That's the other thing, right? Like, you're talking about a field of candidates here that's very unusual. Like, you're usually picking through the hot coordinators, right? And maybe this guy has head coach qualities. If you have the opportunity to look at a, a field that has Jim Harbaugh, Mike, Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, these are real head coaches. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that have done it as, at high levels. So, that could alter the way some of these teams think as Man, well. And y'all act like people are just going to be knocking down Bill Belichick's door. Right? Like, that, that, oh, well, that Bill, are they not? No. Like, if, if I'm – remember when Tom Brady hit the market? Yeah. And we were thinking to ourselves, this is the greatest quarterback of all time. This is the greatest player that have ever, has ever graced the field in the NFL. And so when he hit the market, surely people were going to be kicking their spouses out of the bed <laughs> because Tom Brady was available to sleep next to me. Remember Tom Brady said, he said, you're going to keep him yeah. instead of come and get me? Right. Mm-hmm. I think Bill Belichick will be in that position with some of these young up-and-coming coaches who have shown that they can do the job where they're going to be like, yes, we're going to keep him instead of getting you. As the last two decades happened or the first two decades in New England happened, the last three or four years happened too. Mac Jones, remember Mac Jones skipped up to the podium <laughs> when they drafted him? Yes. And we all thought, oh, my God, it is Tom <laughs> Brady number two. This is going to be Perfect. And look what's happened to Mac Jones. Look what's happened to that offense. So I don't believe that people are going to look at Bill Belichick better than some of these younger options they already have in their building. Remember, Pete Carroll. Yeah. Pete Carroll moved to a different position in Seattle. Bill Belichick let go from New England. The greatest college coach of all time retiring from Alabama. Mm -hmm. What do they all have in common? They're all in their 70s. Yes. As playing is a young man's game, it seems that coaching is becoming a young man's game as well. I'm going to say, I'm going to give you a little pushback on this. You know, you hear all this talking about owners looking for a guy that can have for 10 years. Yeah. How many patient billionaires do we see out here? (laughs) That's right. Like, there's not many patient billionaires. (laughs) These guys want to win and want to win now. And so when I look at this whole Belichick and the whole coaching, this coaching cycle that we're in, it's literally going to come down to, okay, the guy I have now compared to what's available to me Mm -hmm. right now. That's right. And I guarantee you those guys, those decision makers are going to look at their guys compared to that and be like, is those guys who are available better than what we have in-house right now? They're going to think long and hard, even with Coach Belichick at 72. Yeah. You have an opportunity to get the best coach in NFL history right now. That don't mean, that don't mean he's the best coach right, right now. No, well, he's the best yeah. coach in NFL history for sure, and you can acquire him right now. Is he the best coach for your organization right now. Okay. That's the decision you have to make. History can't play a part in that. that I, I understand that, but I also will say Someone this. When it, it might. I also will say yeah. this. What's the one thing we've talked about Bill, Bill Belichick recently as it relates to the Patriots? That Bill Belichick, the GM, has failed Bill Belichick, the coach. Because we, we, like, no, no one at this table can dispute Bill Belichick hasn't forgotten how to coach. Hell no. Okay, so my thing is this. What if I'm just going to throw this out there? 
What if the Philadelphia Eagles go out there and just lay an egg in, mm-hmm. the, in, the, in the wild card round? Then what? You don't think that Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie will look at this thing with Nick Sirianni and be like, okay, this thing has been sliding backwards now Ooh, you for, some, for some time. Ooh, and we you got messy. And, and, uh, yeah, I'm messy. I'm, yeah, I, I, you don't I like intended, it? I intended you don't to like be it? messy. Like, you don't I like it. I intended to be messy. I feel like it was just last year Nick Sirianni was in the Super Bowl. Am I it wrong? was. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What is D1 doing? But it wasn't all that long ago that Bill Belichick took his team to nine Super Bowls. Look, so the point is the past is the past and the moment is the moment. And right now, if you have the opportunity to get Bill Belichick, I think there are owners who will be kicking their, their that, coaches out the of thing, the room. right? Because RC's right. Like, this isn't like it's, it's, the whole league is not going to fire its coach just for a shot at Bill Belichick. He's 72, three losing seasons out of the last four. He's not going to be everyone top choice, but it only takes one. Right, and, right? Yeah. and there are the, some of these owners get starstruck, and some of them think about, can this help me sell tickets? And some of them think, well, I only need, I, I have a good team. I only I just, need my coach. I, 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 think, I think right away, right, you start to think to yourself, Bill Belichick needs a quarterback. Right. Yes. right. Oh, let's because, go. Because yeah, Bill no Belichick, no as a coach, as far as it pertains to success, has been different since Tom Brady leaves. Now, everybody's going to be different when Tom Brady leaves. Right. But Bill Belichick hasn't seemed to be able to create offense, to staff an offense, to get an offense to run the way that he needed it to. But he can coach defense. But so why would Bill Belichick even want to go into a place where they were already successful and they had a guy? Why would not go somewhere where they got a quarterback that could throw a football through a pinhole, right, where the weather is going to be nice, where Ooh. all they need is the defense, where they had a defensive coach who couldn't coach defense, uh. who everybody hated, who, who wrecked said he didn't like because he wore a little hat. No, <laughs> don't, don't go somewhere where a team has already been successful Say the and name. now it's going to be questions. Yes. Let's go to Los Angeles. You want to sell? You think that dude don't want to sell tickets? I you believe know how hard he does. It is to sell a ticket for a Charger game? They are. <laughs> Unless you're the visiting team? That makes a lot of sense because that is a team that might have other reasons for hiring a coach other than, like, you know, is he, a, is he somebody who can make us competitive right away? It is star power in Los Angeles. L- l- let me throw out there just quickly Jim Harbaugh is going to be the coach of the Chargers. I will be shocked <laughs> if Jim Harbaugh doesn't wind up being the coach of the Chargers, but that's a separate point. Uh, Mike T. You know the man better than any of us here. You are the only one, even Damian Woody, who played for him, you're the only one who's ever taken a sauna with Bill Belichick. So you have an intimate knowledge. I like that visual. Yeah, no, 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 no one <laughs> brings does. it up all the time. And who isn't consumed by that? <laughs> all kidding aside, Belichick is the most calculated, right? Has he ever done anything that wasn't planned? Nope. Has he ever gone into anything without knowing what his next move was going to be? Nope. Is it possible that he walked out of that building in New England yesterday without having some idea already of where he was going? Yeah, I mean, his byline was surely gave that away. Like, it seemed like he was confident that there were going to be options for him. And I, and RC, where I would push back about his age and all, which is, look, I've been part of four head coaching searches, is you want to have somebody that could scale leadership and build a program. So Greeny, if it was the Chargers or Atlanta, I'm sure what he's saying to Arthur Blank or to the Spanos family is like, hey, it may be me for two to three years because I'll be 74, but I'm going to put together a program that's going to be sustainable beyond my days. Nobody that's left Bill Belichick has been able to put a program together. If you get Bill Belichick, you are getting Bill Belichick for him and while he's there. And the other thing is we could all sit here and figure out the staff in the next 10 minutes, right? We know the names that are going to go with him wherever he goes. So, 
Yeah. And the whole idea of having a coach for a long period of time, to make D. Wood's point, if you include the eight openings now, there have been 33 coaching oh. changes in the last three years in the NFL. There are only 32 teams. <laughs> you don't feel healthy. Well, several of them forever. have done it twice. Yeah, yeah that's I'm, the I'm not saying you need him forever, but I am saying when you look at some of these coaches leaving, I don't think this is the case in Pete Carroll. I feel like not the game. The game will never pass Bill Belichick got by. I feel like the people are passing him by. The young men in these locker rooms are different. Take Jack Jones, who has been an absolute star in Las Vegas for Antonio Pierce, was a guy that couldn't fit in, that couldn't work in New England, and now he's going to be a guy that ends up getting a second contract there. Give me a lot to watch there. We have so much to do on this Football Friday. The coaching carousel is one thing, but we've got six games on Wild Card Weekend. Are the Cowboys on upset alert? You've got to hear what Micah Parsons is promising for the showdown with the Packers. Plus, we have seen our fair share of cold-weather classics in NFL playoff history. Are we set for two more this weekend, including what could be a Dolphins disaster in Kansas City? on the way. Get up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Lift every voice and sing. The way that he used his voice in this platform, no matter if it was in the eyes of ridicule or imprisonment or whatever the case was, he he didn't back down from that. And so for us, it's inspiration to use our voice and our platform to speak for those that can't speak for themselves um, and to continue the fight that he, he left in our hands. Back on Get Up, we continue as we look forward to the NFC wildcard games this weekend. Fascinating matchups, but Graziano, 
The Eagles game against the Bucs feels like it's so much about the health. What do we know? Yeah, it's not great. Jalen Hurts had that, uh, that middle finger on his throwing hand. It was dislocated. Uh, he told reporters in Philly yesterday he hadn't yet thrown a ball since Sunday. Uh, I believe this is video of him throwing one yeah. uh, at practice, but he's li- there he goes. Uh, I think that's all he did. Limited practice yesterday. Uh, we'll see what he does today. And A.J. Brown was listed as he did not practice yesterday with a knee injury. The good news on Devontae Smith, who practiced. Good news on Darius Slay, who practiced. Uh, but Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown in question. A lot of questions there. Let me get to the, the, the matchup between the Lions and the Rams, D. Wood. What player do you have circled? That guy on the screen, Jared Goff, right? Like, how much of uh, this game we've been talking about with Matt Stafford coming back to Detroit mm-hmm. and playing his, his former team? Like, everyone has, seems to forget that Jerry Goff was part of that trade. Yeah, They're boy. playing their first home playoff game in 30 years. I want to see what this guy does against uh, against Matt Stafford in this matchup. I, I think that's going to be a fascinating game, uh, that one Sunday night. And then, R.C., let me come to you. What's the first thing you have your eyes on, Packers-Cowboys? And the Dallas Cowboys stop the run with Aaron Jones. Here, you're going to see a misdirection. Aaron Jones has 22 carries, 111 yards against the Chicago Bears, and much of it was ran to the perimeter. You want to stop Michael Parsons from being able to get at your quarterback? This is what you do. Here, you're going to see another pitch, but it's a cutback. And on the cutback, we're going to get Aaron Jones. Now you make the defense adjust to the motion. We're going to get a backside a backside block here by the tight end. And Aaron Jones is going to go to the top of the screen first. And now on the cutback, another misdirection, which is going to make the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. have to fit the run. If Aaron Jones can get going early and allow Jordan Love to settle down, I think that'll be something that could be a telltale sign of Green Bay Packers success. Absolutely. I mean, this is such a fascinating matchup in so many ways, and it wouldn't be a Cowboy game if we didn't have Micah Parsons guaranteeing something. And so (laughs) here's this week's edition of Micah Parsons Has Something to Say. Yeah, I don't know if I've had this this much confidence or a greater greater feel than I have with this offense, with this team, um, with our approach and, and how we're going to go and take care of things. You're going to be phenomenal or forgotten? Hopefully it's phenomenal. Well, I'm not even hopefully. I'm going to be phenomenal. I'm not even going to let y'all think that. I'm going to be phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> All right. All right, so those were in the reverse order than I was expecting. But either way, you heard Dak say what he always says, and you heard Micah say <laughs> what he always says. And so, look, they, they've got to go in confident. I'm going to get keys to everybody. But as you talk about Aaron Jones, I, I – I thought it was interesting the way you said, you know, get Jordan Love comfortable and all that. Yeah. On some level, I feel like the Packers are playing with house money. Yes, I yeah. get it. He's a kid, Jordan Love and everything else. But their season is already a success. I mean, there's so I can feel it getting very tight in that building if this game is close at halftime. Well, no, and, and that's the point, right? You want to get this game into the fourth quarter with your young quarterback that has shown throughout fourth quarters of games that he can be a guy that finds a way to make plays. Jordan Love right now is showing you that the Green Bay Packers made the right decision. They made the right decision in drafting him. They made the right decision in moving on from Aaron Rodgers as Pat McAfee had to recently this week. When you look at all the different things – that we've seen from this team down the stretch, the one thing that stands out most is how much I'm sorry. <laughs> is how much better the offense is with Aaron Jones. And I think adding that piece to what Jordan Love can do along with those first and second year receivers is huge, especially playing at AT&T. We did not talk about that in the meeting. That did not come up in the meeting. You mean Pat McAfee and Brian Gutekunst being compared together? Fair enough. Okay. In the meantime, that's very funny. All right. Here's what I always like to bring for everyone who's getting set to watch this game. 
is because we could put the picks up on the screen. Everybody thinks the Cowboys are going to win, and I get it. So I always like to ask everybody, what's the one thing that you give the fans to watch at the beginning of the game that tells you how this thing is going to go? So, D. Wood, what do you have your eye on early in this game that might say to you, hey, the Packers are going to be in this? I, I want to see how this Green Bay defense adjusts to C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb over the last 12 games has about 1,400 yards. That man has been balling out of his mind. We see the connection that, that Dak Prescott has with C.D. Lamb. So what are they going to do to try to take him away? Because he's such a big part of what Dallas wants to do offensively. Yeah, that's a critical part, clearly, of what they've been doing of late. I would say that C.D. Lamb has been the offensive player of the year yeah, over the oh last three months. What are you watching? Tony Pollard. Green Bay really struggles playing defense, especially on first down. Got this great staff from Hembo. They give up 5.8 yards of carry. So, to RC's point about Aaron Jones, I think this game's really simple. I think Dallas has 39 minutes of time of possession. Greedy. Oh. Tony Powell rushes for 150, 180 yards. What? And they control the line of scrimmage. When last time you seen Mike McCarthy call a bunch of run plays like that? Yeah. Well, That's we, not in his DNA. Yeah, Tony you know, Pollard better go for 99 on one of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we're halfway there. <laughs> Graziano, you also like the Cowboys big in this game. Yeah, it'd take Tony Pollard three weeks to get 180 yards. <laughs> yeah. That's not, look, I mean, but it's a horrendous matchup for the Green Bay defense. Dallas, uh, Dak Prescott fourth in the league and QBR on throws between the numbers. Green Bay's defense is 32nd in the league in opposing QBR on throws between. Their opponent's QBR between the numbers is 88.2. Mm. Tom Brady's QBR in 2007 was 87. <laughs> so you have the, literally the, the greatest. Best, the best quarterback in the world <laughs> when you play the Green Bay Packers. Ever. Ever. <laughs> By kind of a lot. So I, think it, I just think it sets up very bad. I think the Cowboys I, I can score 40 points in this game. I, I think it could be that bad. I, I, yeah, I hear you. And Mike T is saying this, and I get it. And yet, I don't mean to sound like our friend Mr. Stephen A. Smith, but – Every time you think everything should go their way, RC is exactly what but it tends it, not to. I, and, and I know, but like, there's there's a first time for everything, right? Right. Like every time, like 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 there's times that teams evolve, right? There there's there's New York Giants teams that that get into the playoffs that are nine and seven mm -hmm. that find a way to beat the best team there right. ever was. And so I think that the Dallas Cowboys have matured. I believe their quarterback has matured more than anyone in the NFL. Now it is. Can that quarterback and Mike McCarthy make the right decisions in crunch time? We haven't seen that from those two. That is why staying close, making this a tight game until the fourth quarter matters. Because let's think about last week. The Detroit Lions didn't play well. Mm -hmm. They kept it close. Right. What did Mike McCarthy do on second down? Instead of running the football, he throws an option route outside that could be a goal ball or a stop. So now you put it in their hands, it's incomplete. You give the ball back to the Detroit Lions with enough time to drive down and score. And if not for a penalty, you lose that game. Yep. That's what you did going into the playoffs. Keep it close, Green Bay Packers, and you never know what can happen. I, I think the Cowboys, I have a feeling this is going to be a very close game, and that's just one person's opinion. Everyone here likes Dallas. As we continue, the question about Bill Belichick's legacy that has Damian Woody absolutely fired up and fed up. You need to hear once and for all the answer to the question. Plus, RC, with a chance to talk about his former coach, Nick Saban, the man who coached him at LA. Look at him! Look at RC at LSU. <laughs> you see, he wasn't fussing at RC, though. <laughs> yeah, what's my fault, coach? <laughs> <laughs>
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's my honor and pleasure to introduce Bill Belichick. Well, thank you. Um, I'm thrilled to be part of this organization and lead this team. All I really am about is trying to win football games. And it's good! And the Patriots are Super Bowl It's a dynasty. It's trusting each other and everybody doing their job. And it's still intercepted. They have completed the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. Yes, it's still a dynasty. For me, still the most important thing is the game. Building and working together as a football team. And I enjoy that part of it the most. 24 years, unprecedented success, and of course, most of it coming with that man you see in the picture there, Tom Brady, with a heartfelt message on social media. I'll read you just a portion of it. He wrote, I'm incredibly grateful to have played for the best coach in the history of the NFL. We accomplished some amazing things over a long period of time, many of which will be hard to replicate. I could never have been the player I was without you, Coach Belichick. I am forever grateful, and I wish you the best of luck in whatever you choose next. And I saw a lot of his former players, guys we know well. Aninko read a nice message yesterday and everything. But I just want to relive a conversation that we had this morning. So uh, just a, a camera, if we could, please, on, on our friend here, Mr. Woody. So, so our, our coordinating producer, John Fink, stick it in your pipe, Fink, because he is this type of person, said, so, D. Wood, we want to ask you now, once and for all, <laughs> was it Belichick or was it Brady? And then D. Wood said... So sick of this damn question. <laughs> I am so sick of this damn question because, like, even Tom Brady said it in his own Instagram post. I could not have been the player that I was without Coach Belichick. And Bill clearly couldn't have been the coach that he is without Tom Brady. They both needed each other. Most Hall of Fame coaches have Hall of Fame quarterbacks. That's just how it rolls. So stop asking me the damn question, okay? <laughs> I'm sick of our, 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 you know, our answering it. So just stop. I think it was a good question, Fink. No, I no. Don't know that. that's a the bad question. Of my heart. No, you say it. Stick it in your pipe, Fink. Stick it in your pipe, Fink. That's exactly <laughs> right. It's all about Fink. And, and that, that's look, you were there for parts of it as well, but not, not that not that run. Oh, wait a minute. I'm hearing breaking news in my ear, and I want to make sure that I'm hearing this correctly. I will say it now. I am being told that the New England Patriots are hiring Gerard Mayo oh. as the successor mm. to Bill Belichick per Adam Schefter. Go. It's really interesting because, like, they had a, a succession plan in his contract that told him he'd be the successor, and that was on file with the league office, which means they don't have to do other interviews. 
If, yeah. uh, you saw it, I think, in Baltimore when they moved on from Ozzie Newsom to Eric DaCosta as GM. So it seemed like it was pointing this way yesterday. It seems like uh, in the building it felt like it was pointing this way all year whenever Belichick stepped away. But Gerard Mayo, who's been on that defensive coaching staff for years, uh, has been perceived as a successor, and it turns out that that was the case. Let me read you everything I have, and then, Mike T., I'm coming to you. Adam Schefter, it, one minute ago on Twitter, it is a new era in New England. The Patriots have hired Gerard Mayo as their next head coach. He will be formally introduced at a press conference next week. At 37 years old, Mayo now will become the NFL's youngest head coach, taking over a title that Sean McVay had held since being named the Rams coach in 2017. Mayo is a month younger than McVay. Yeah, uh, similar to what Grass said, Green, this was something that he has told people over the years that he was going to be the heir apparent. He was talking to people about putting his staff together. He has incredible leadership. He's a former linebacker, knows this program really well. So a lot of people thought it was not if, but when. And obviously, they're not going to go through the search, which you're allowed to do if there's a contract in place. And, you know, this is New England's plan. You got to give them credit for continuity. And now it's all going to be what kind of staff he could put together right. around him. So, right. They'll need to be an offensive coordinator to manage whatever the quarterback situation turns out to be. And then the question will be about, you know, personnel. They bring in somebody to be a yeah. GM because Belichick served that role yeah. as well. And, uh, you know, Gerard Mayo doesn't have the level of experience Bill had when he took the Patriots job. Right. So I assume they're not going to give him both roles. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see who they bring in for that. I think well. the, the smooth piece about this and the thing I actually like about it is Gerard Mayo got to see Bill Belichick when he wasn't the most successful coach in the entire NFL. When you think about the Matt Patricias, when you think about the Josh McDaniels, the Brian Flores, some of these guys, they only got to see Bill at his highest. Maybe he's had an opportunity to be in that building and start to figure out what are some of the things that went wrong. Because obviously, it wasn't the X's and O's. It wasn't defensive schematics, right? It wasn't getting your team to give effort and play. So what were those things other than picking the players that made this, the New England Patriots fall off during the end of Bill Belichick's tenure? And I think having been identified as the next head coach, you start making those check marks. On a week that it doesn't go well, you, you write down, okay, on Tuesday or on Wednesday in the meetings, this is what happened. This is how we went into the weekend. Here's what we were doing, flip-flopping quarterbacks. And so I think that this could be a good thing. You've been recognized for this position. You've been preparing for this position in this very building. Let me give you just what, what we – for those who don't know a lot about Gerard Mayo, he obviously was a terrific player. He was drafted 10th overall out of the University of Tennessee, Tennessee. by the Patriots – in the 2008 draft, he was the defensive rookie of the year. He was a captain on the Patriots for many years, re retired after the 2015 season, rejoined them as a coach in 2019, has been on the staff since then, as you say, not for many of the glory years, more for these more recent struggling years, and now he is the coach, the successor to Bill Belichick. And there is that old expression, you don't necessarily want to be the guy who replaces yeah. the guy. These are very big shoes to fill. They are very big shoes to fill. And and, and I would say this, like, like if I'm giving advice to Gerard Mayo, be your own man. Yeah. So many, so many, yeah. so many guys that come out of that Bill tree, that Bill Belichick tree, they try, I think they try to emulate him to to a fault mm. where they're not they're not their authentic selves. In, in their respective jobs. And that's where they ultimately come up short. And I think in this situation, I think he will. I think Gerard Mayo will, you know, be his authentic self. Because I think you do that. I'll see, as you know, players, we see through it all. And when you're not authentic, then you don't, the players don't buy in. Yeah, like the, the, the chair can't change him. 
Right. Right. Like the, the, the player or the coach he's been in that building that I'm sure some of these young players have been able to go sit in front of yeah. and sort of bare their souls and talk about some of the difficulties they're dealing with. He has to be that same man as a head coach. Now, you have more things to delegate from that position wearing that hat, right. but you have to continue to connect to the players in the same way, represent yourself in the same way, but now you have to do it on a more public level as being the face of the franchise. Mike T, let's talk about where they go first. They have an interesting point. This is uh, They've reached a fork in the road, right, and they've chosen to go in a new direction. No more Bill, no more trying to do this. And now they go with a new coach, and they have the third pick in the draft in a draft that has one quarterback who I think is projected by everyone to be a star in Caleb yeah. Williams, and then two others that a lot of the mock drafts I'm seeing – have going second and third, yep. which are Drake May, the quarterback from North Carolina, and Jaden Daniels, the quarterback from LSU, who won the Heisman. Do you expect they will draft a quarterback at number three and start all over again with a rookie? 100%. And it'll either be the Drake May or Jaden Daniels loser of the second pick. and then what Or you do you try and trade up and get that? That was, that was why I thought they might try and trade Belichick to get a little more draft capital right. and try and move up. Now you are just taking... If you like all three of them, that's one thing. But now right. you're just taking the one that falls to you. If I'm Washington, one of the things I'm selling my opportunity is you're going to pick the quarterback, not name Caleb Williams. So I'm not moving out of that spot. I'm using the second pick to entice the best coaching candidate. The other point I want to make, though, Greeny, is if I'm Gerard Mayo, I'm hiring a former head coach as my offensive coordinator. So take a guy like an Arthur Smith because you want experience in that building. And I advise a number of coaches and potential coaches, and I always tell them, Take the summer to talk to as many people as you can, and you want to hit the ground running. And that's why you want to kill two birds with one stone. As a rookie head coach, you want experience around you. IT, can I ask you this question? Does he have to have a former head coach as the offensive coordinator? Because we're seeing these young coordinators really start on these teams and make splashes. The, you know, the Bobby Slowicks, the Ben Johnsons, and those guys. Can it be one of those things where you look at a guy like Sean McVay where you go get Wade Phillips? And he doesn't necessarily have to be your coordinator. I'm not sure. I think Wade was the defense right. coordinator. Where he could just be on your staff. Or you could have him be the assistant head yep. coach and sort of get that advice. Because I feel like these younger coordinators are coming in with some innovative ways to get young quarterbacks to play extremely well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, there's countless examples. Bill right. Callahan going with Kevin Stefanski. Right. The, the key is that Gerard Mayo is going to have the things you talked about earlier, like the relatability to the yeah. players, yeah. the leadership. But what would be so important is – Put your cabinet together that's disparate to what you bring to the table. What you bring is energy, leadership, bring in experience around you. It's worth pointing out, and I don't know what he'll do, but the the, the current Patriots offensive coordinator is a former head coach yeah. in Bill O'Brien. Oh, it's conceivable that they just roll with that, right? I, I don't know what Gerard Mayo's plan will be yeah. or what their relationship but, is, but, here's but what they're I on the same that. staff already. If Josh McDaniels is available, yeah. too. But, I, but, but I to Gerard's like point, if, if I'm Jonathan Kraft, if I'm Robert Kraft, that's a positive where Gerard Mayo, as he's going through the fall, should be thinking about, what do I like about Bill O'Brien? Exactly. What would I change? Who else can I get to be better? So that's where the continuity, where Gerard Mayo, hopefully, from a Patriot standpoint, is no, don't ready. run it back, Mike T. No, I'm no, not I'm not saying they should. Oh, saying, yeah. He's saying he should have been interviewing Bill O'Brien all along. Or like, assessing, I, I, assessing, I, I, I assessing, bet he right? was though. Yeah, I bet exactly. like for, right. for, for for me, I feel like everybody who's left Bill Belichick and tried to do what Bill Belichick has done hasn't won games. Gerard Mayo. 
has learned under the greatest coach of all time, and that's fine. But in also in being your authentic self, I think it's picking people that vibe with you. Right, now, if right. he and Bill O'Brien have that sort of synergy, then fine. But if there is a young coach that you like, if there is a way of running offense that's different from what you've seen and you like it, bring that in the building. I think more than anything, not only at the head coaching position, this building needs a jolt of energy. It needs when, freshness. It needs something fresh. It needs something new. And you're already saying we're going with the coach on the staff. Right. So we're not changing that. The, the, we're not changing necessarily what sort of person of what sort of tutelage the person in the big seat has. So you got to change the seats underneath him to give him fresh ideas from other buildings, from other places. Yeah, it's one of the things they have to decide now. And, and obviously yeah. the crafts, they've had plenty of time. Look, everyone has known this was coming. Every part of this, that Belichick was leaving and that Mayo was going to get yep. the job. It's evident now. Everyone there knew this was going to go this way. So they've had plenty of time yep. to make those decisions. Good doubleheader coming your way tonight in the NBA, 730 Eastern. We got the Kings and the Sixers. Then we got Jokic and the Nuggets hosting the Pelicans. Coverage starts with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern. Coming up, there's nothing we love more than the cold weather classics in the NFL playoffs, right? Will Sunday be another one of those in Kansas City? We're looking for one in Buffalo. Fascinating action coming up this weekend. We'll get you ready, and we're making our AFC playoff predictions next as only we can. That's Brandon. He has completely lost the ability yeah, yeah. Give D what the mallet for me out loud. <laughs> Look at that. We're smashing helmets next. All right, we are back on Get Up, and once again, the breaking news into our newsroom within the last 15 minutes or so. Adam Schefter reporting that the New England Patriots have hired Gerard Mayo, longtime assistant, longtime player in the organization, as the replacement for Bill Belichick. He succeeds the legendary coach. The announcement to come, we would expect at some point today, but again, it is Adam Schefter who is with the reports, and we just discussed at great length. Gerard Mayo is the new coach of the Patriots. We'll hear from Teddy Bruschi off the top of the hour with his perspective uh, on uh, Gerard Mayo and the hiring there. In the meantime, uh, we are looking at more or less here, which is brought to you by ESPN Bet as we look ahead to this weekend's game. Ryan Clark, C.J. Stroud, more or less than 247 and a half passing yards against the Browns. I'm going to say more. C.J. Stroud has just been phenomenal throughout this entire season. The last time the Cleveland Browns played against the Houston Texans, Case Keenum was the quarterback. Mm. C.J. Stroud is a guy that understands pressure, understands how to get the football out of his hands, and his ball placement has been phenomenal the entire season while avoiding mistakes. I think C.J. Stroud plays a big game in Houston, and you know he wants all of H-Town to celebrate. Albeit against a very good defense, of course. D. Wood, let's go to Buffalo. Josh Allen on what's supposed to be a weather game. More or less than 259 and a half total yards. I'm going to go less because you already pointed out that we're, we're expecting inclement weather up in Buffalo with the with the wind being a primary factor. Listen, we got to talk. We got to factor in James Cook in this situation. Yeah. When you have weather like that, okay, Buffalo has experienced stuff like this before. This is a game where you traditionally hand it off to your running back. So I think Josh Allen, he'll run the ball, but I think James Cook could get a lot of work in this game. And we expect another weather game in Kansas City, Mike T. Tyreek Hill going back there 
with the Dolphins tomorrow night. Will he have more or less than 84 and a half receiving yards? Greedy, he's going to have less. I'm going to take D. Wood's weather forecast and I'm going to raise him because we're going to go lower in terms of temperature. It's going to be really, really cold in Kansas City and Raheem Mostert should play. So combination of those things, Greeny, I just think it's going to be hard to be making a lot of plays in the passing game, despite how great Tyreek Hill has been this year. So let's show you what we're talking about. Okay, let me give you the weather reports for these two games. Kansas City, the game will start at minus four, which would be the fourth coldest coldest game in NFL history. With the wind chill, it's going to feel like minus 30. Mm. Then in Buffalo, meanwhile, we've got wind and snow. Wind expected to be a constant, close to 30 miles an hour. Right now, one to three inches of snow expected to fall during the game. But with lake effect snow, it could wind up being a lot more than that. And I want to dive into with our players before we start making the picks and we'll smash the helmets here. I want to start diving into what it's like in these weather games. I've had a longstanding theory or or, or belief that there's nothing we love more than the weather game. The fans love the weather games, sitting home and watching them. What's it like to play in it? What's the the toughest weather you ever played in? Greeny, I played in, when I was with New England, I played in a divisional playoff game against the Jacksonville Jaguars where the, it it like wind chill, it was somewhere around like negative 15. Like, like, it it was just ridiculous. And this game right here, this was was actually a, a, a regular season game against the Buffalo Bills up yep. there, where literally they talked about, oh, we're just supposed to get maybe an inch or so. That game turned into a full-on blizzard mm. during the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that lake effect up there in Buffalo is real. The wind is real. It changes everything. Oh, look at that big dog right there. <laughs> All right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that the, playing the weather is no joke. Sleeves or no sleeves? Oh, man, no sleeves. No man. sleeves. Nah, no RC, sleeves. cold weather game. Yeah, I mean, I love cold weather because usually it affects offense. Yeah. And then, like, for in Pittsburgh, I wanted it to be rainy. I wanted it to be sleet. I wanted Mm -hmm. it to be snow. I wanted it to be wind. And that's why we're hearing a lot of these unders in some of these games. But, like, that's what's fun about it. When we played in divisional playoff rounds, when we played in AFC championships, it felt like football. The first thing you see whenever you look at one of these NFL films or some of these old documentaries, when it talks about big-time football, it's like the ice bowl. Right. You see the ice bowl or you see some guy on the sideline with 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 steam coming out of his mouth. That's what football is about. And we're going to get some of that this weekend. It just don't give you points. And by the way, you know, we're not we're going to be watching comfortably from our own rooms. Dan Graziano is covering the game in Buffalo this weekend. Dan, are you making any special provisions? Uh, anything special about this week? Yeah, like normal. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Being out in the parking lot, you know, jumping through tables. I'll be good. <laughs> Come on in here, Dan. Okay. We're going to smash the helmets, whatever it is you're wearing. All right, here we go. Time to make the AFC predictions. My first time I got two hour. pair of goggles on. In our second hour, we will do the NFC. All right, we'll start with Pittsburgh and Buffalo. That's the first one we're going to do here. We got the steel. The Bills are a 10-point <clears throat> home Favorite Steelers, Bills, Smash. No, you pick the right. Oh, I'm hit. Yeah. Oh, you got. I'm, <laughs> I took that. Yes, I took yeah. the shrapnel. Yeah, you took you the hit. shrapnel. Does you took any, the no, shrapnel. why would he smash the Steeler helmet? Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyone? Does anyone? Is there a path? Oh, that's the game. Okay. Is there a path? Everyone here, RC. Is there a path for the Steelers on Sunday? Yeah, you got it. You hope that this weather is bad enough. That's extremely ugly late. Yeah. That you can run the football. That's right. Find a way to kick a field goal to win. We're not allowed to say this on this show, but sometimes the Buffalo quarterback will turn the ball over. <laughs> no! It happens. 
Uh, well, shut up. We're not allowed. I get in trouble. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. It's made funnier, I think, by Graziano in the outfit, by the way. What outfit? Uh, all right. Next one is Dolphins-Chiefs. We got the cold weather game there. We, I, right now, I'm looking at Kansas City minus five. Smash the loser. Oh, that's a good oh, one. That's no, a good smash. But you know what? Oh, Someone got these things glued down really good. Really well. That's really that's well. I, I, shout out to whoever that was. Not Guys, the first time. how much of a fa- – R.C., Tua Tungvaluwa has played four career NFL games when the temperature was below 45 degrees. He's 0-4 in those games. This is going to be minus 30. Yeah, I mean, what better for a, a Polynesian from Hawaii that played at Alabama? <laughs> right. I think that pretty much sums it up. But, right. you, know what, you know what's too bad? We talked about, like, Kansas City's vulnerable this year. Their tackles lead the league in penalties. Yeah. Unfortunately, Jalen Phillips and Chubb are out, so... Miami can't exploit Kansas City's weakness. Literally signing dudes off the street to rush the passer. Tua Tungavailoa does not own clothes like this. I'm going to say one last thing. When it's that cold, it doesn't matter who we talk about. Like everybody, everybody cold. Everybody is cold yeah. and miserable. Browns, Texans. Uh, I've got the Texans. A, a two-point home dog smash the loser. Oh, he likes cl- – wow. He's wrong. Yeah. Wow. He's wrong. You are wrong. Oh, you Not, smashed the you wrong like the helmet. You he should would. smash the Browns. That's you the only one we have disagreement on. D'Amico Ryans, yeah. C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. his defense playing better. Some of yep. those young athletes that they drafted the last couple, of, last couple of years have started to make plays. I believe that the Houston Texans win. I've also heard that Denzel Ward had an injury at practice. Got hurt well. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. The questionable. Is, Cleveland's turning the ball over a lot with Joe Flacco at quarterback. They do. It catches up. You can't turn the ball Joe over. Joe Flacco's uh, playing quarterback like a man that was retired. He don't care. YOLO. All right. Do we have smashed the AFC helmets? We'll get to the NFC as we continue. In the meantime, coming up next, we're getting extra mayo <laughs> in New England. Gerard Mayo <laughs> is the new head coach of the New England Patriots. Teddy Bruschi will tell you exactly what he thinks of that decision next.